Another Sunday night, the old Moss Boys. Ooh. It feels so right. Um, I love starting every time where we're just like, did it work? Did it work? Did I it know, work? right? Basically. Uh, hoping. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. saying a long noise in hopes that everything's working right and starting it off. Mm-hmm. You guys getting mm-hmm. that high quality Moss experience out there? That's right. Yeah, oh. as always, we'll ask the chat how are we sounding. <laughs> how we sounding right now? Hey, how we sounding, chat? Uh, if there is anyone even in the chat. Oh, Medium Walter is fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Medium Walter, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us. This this is one of our moss shots mm-hmm. that we have not done in quite a while. Mork, how are you, pal? Medium Walter says we sound great. Well, thank you. Um, it's been a while. Tom's been busy. Jay's been busy. I've been busy. But we were like, look, we had a story we want to continue. And our story takes place on the Sword Coast. Mm-hmm. It began what some scholars believe is a few uh, months ago. That vision showed up in the sky off of the coast of Daggerford. That's right. Seven shadows, weren't they? A group seven. of seven, yeah. That's right, yeah. Seven figures in the sky. What? In Faerun. What were they doing there? What have we learned? Well, if we do a quick backtrack, we our, our adventure series, the group of seven, picked up. It started in Daggerford. It started with Tom's character, Alexander, and my character, No. And these two... Friends, they actually know each other from That's before. Right. Yes, Not they got swept up in the big ship. sort of spectacle of what these images were in the sky, and then they were, as they sort of made their way away from the beach where everything was happening, they made their way into the Morwen estate where That's Lady right. Morwen reigns over. Yes. City of Daggerford. Yes. She the does. Duchess of, uh, of uh, Daggerford. That's right. Now, they weren't the only ones there. Preceding their entry was a band of rogues. Oh, yeah. Some may know them from the northerly parts as the, the Red, Red Brand. Yes. That's yeah. right. And they were there. The Fandelvian crew. That's right. They were staging their own. They were all already ahead and. Uh, well, they were robbing. They were robbing the, the place. place. Yeah, they beat us to it. Robbing yeah. the we place. Saw a, a well, I guess you, the only reason why you guys were guard. going there is because you were tipped off that it was being robbed. That's you right. guys had no. Right. Right. And no just aim. side note, you just saw the stuff in the sky. Hello right. to most of the brosif and thumbs up. Hello, guys. Yeah, we're just catching up. So, Yo, what's this up, bigger, what's up? This bigger run in had no Alexander uh, uh, meet someone. They met a, a little halfling rogue named Thaxor. They got into. We learned was the leader of the Red Brand. That's right. He led them out of the estate. Got a a, a quick uh, exit into the sewers of Daggerford. That's right. Where Thaxor was like, "Hey, just follow me." 
you know, ripped his tooth out at one point. He just wanted his tooth back, and they they had a bit of a they had a bit of a had a bit of an issue in the sewers beneath Daggerford. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yes, they ran into a gelatinous cube. They ran into a gelatinous cube. Yes, 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 yes. But they escaped at some point and uh, made their ways out. They kind of shot out towards the back to the shore, I guess, where the party was at, as you were saying. That's right. And they made their way down the coast, south right. Daggerford. Yeah. And it was Thaxor and No and Alexander. And as they continued, they saw a ship in the distance, and that mm-hmm. ship then approached them. Mm-hmm. And they were approached by company. Right, yes. Who was on that ship again? From what I remember, there was a, a, a pirate. And her name, I believe, was Laraza. Laraza, that's right. Played by me. Played by, Played by Mr. McCarroll. Yeah. A who we've seen once before in the Our first, first Moss shot. Moss shot. That's right. The beefy boy. And we know that she yes, is a, uh, a shadow sorcerer, but yes. low level, kind hearted, um, big, voluptuous orange hair. Yeah. Mm. An orc. An orc. An orc. Hello, Nathan. Hello, James. An orc. Yes. yes. He's an orc. Um, and that's essentially where we left off. Now, we yeah. did that one quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. That's right. So what's, what, 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 what's happening? Well, what's happening in the world of Faerun, especially within the world of uh, the Sword Coast and the many major cities within the Sword Coast, Daggerford, Neverwinter, Baldur's Gate, obviously, Athcatla down in the south. Mm-hmm. Um, they pay no mind to a spectacle like this in a place like Icewind Dale. They have their own troubles, but these images... In the sky, these shadows, these mm. mists, these forms, these seven of them still hover in the sky. But mm. if you remember, oh yes, that's right. Last we left off, when we emerged from the sewers, there were there only, only six. six. There's only six in the sky, mm. and that was after that spectacle, I guess. That there were some yes, wizards that were said to be the... rumored coming from the north. Uh, from the they did game, some sort right. of big spectacle in the sky. Yeah, fell, and then, yeah. Uh, where's my lighter? Oh, it just fell. Okay, it's a very... And then we're down to six. It's a group of six now, I guess. I guess, group yeah. Six. Will they return? Will they... What are they... What does that mean? Have they come here? And that's a good question, Tom, because what does the word that was whispered to these specific chosen few oh, yes. mean? There Katuyaga. Katuyaga. That's right. Well, I think it means many things. Could mean anything. We'll just have to leave it at that. Yeah, what does it all mean? So, again, this has been going on for quite a while in the world of Faerun, these images in the sky. And as the very mechanical days, the everyday uh, of this world goes by, orcs are still on the move, elves are still on the build, dwarves are still on the dig, humanity is still on the live. Okay. Everyone continues... Their days. These shots, these drone shots across the yeah. lands that, like, semi-transparently cut between other parts yeah. of the land, just yeah. showing. It's like going over World of Warcraft or something. Yeah, it's like that moth shot in uh, in uh, Fellowship yes, of the Ring, yes, going over Isengard. It's big, expensive helicopter shots. That's right, going over. Yeah. It's going over, you know, the Evermores, and it's going over the different forests. And it's going an ominous. Towns. 
feeling in the air over the whole world. There's a strange ominousness. Mm-hmm. There is. Even though many places, as you say, pay no mind. And it's been a few months now since these figures have formed themselves in the sky. And again, it's only a certain few people who have been able to hear this whispered word on the starry evening when they first appeared or when they were first looked upon by No and Alexander. And then after that, we had learned that Thaxor had also heard that word. That's right. Hmm. Just three of us, right, that we know at this point? And we know. Okay. Seemingly, all the PCs that are in play have heard this. That's right. Wait, now, has anyone else heard it? No. We don't. Man, no, yeah, we don't we know, know that. We don't no. know. We don't okay. know. That's the, that's the better answer. So, today our story picks up with Loraza. Loraza, before her approach to the shore, just give me a few bullet points about where she's obviously a seafaring person. She's a sorceress. Yes. Where where was she prior to her landing and meeting this weird trio out on the shore? Uh, she has been a work for hire. Uh, she likes to see, um, just, she, she hasn't, um, she hasn't been violent in a while. She had this one experience, um, a while ago, it was like a year ago, where she fought, um, next to a, what was the name again? Oh, Captain Wreck? Captain Wreck. That's right. Found Mm. herself in between work and, and on this one gig where she found herself, uh, Lost. Yeah, waylaid by quattles. Waylaid by quattles. Waylaid by quattles. Which is the great Sage Matthews song. Oh, God. Sage Matthews, man. Orcs marching? Come on. Oh, man. I don't Orcs want to that marching. <laughs> so she's a seafaring lady. She um, practices magic. She yeah. She seems to be uh, quite the adventurer. She's kind of beautiful. She's got, she's got that beautiful well, orange she's, hair. If you long. like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I'm a human, so, like, right. I know that she's an orc, but uh, no, no. She's, uh, she, yeah, no, she's, she's, she looks like a typical orc um, female, I guess, kind of, right. you know, gruff and everything. The only thing that makes her very much different is the helmet comes off and huge orange hair. Just oh, like yeah. so flies thick. out, so oh, huge beautiful. and thick, amazing, and it's just everywhere. Yeah, and frizzy, and she knows it. She works it. And you know what? I bet her. But she hair chooses looks her all moments. Wind blown on the exactly. Seat. I was yeah. just gonna say her hair looks that fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's the sun and yeah. the salt water. Yeah, the sun. So make it glisten. Um. No real, uh, no real, defined, definitive. M.O. for Laraza before she reached the shore, meeting these three trios. She met them. Uh, quite an inter- interesting group. Um, I will say from No's point of view, he was there. Um, these people don't know each other. Everyone's essentially strangers. Uh, it had seemed to just randomly this ship appeared on shore, and as Laraza disembarked her vessel, she ran into these guys, and these guys had a bit of a talking to no, I remember Alexander and Thaxor were, they had quite a very, you know, kind of 
superficial conversation about the world, the weather, politics, and these new images in the sky. Right. Nothing too deep came up. Uh, but from there, Loraza was also um, asked to be in Daggerford at a certain date and time. Uh, and she was there because she was asked to meet the Lady Morwood. Oh, interesting. That's right. Okay. Uh, and at that time... That's right, yeah. Uh, and Loraza steps up to the, the estate guards. What's your business here? Well, I, uh, what can I say? Out of nowhere, I was, I was given, uh, an imitation. Did you have it on you? <laughs> what, did I, was I giving it to me, uh, <laughs> physically? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got it right here. Reaches into her big, gruff and unkempt, battle-scarred, uh, armor reaches through a, a pierced part of the armor where it's formed a new pocket she pulls out the invitation and the guard looks over it and the, the, the Morwen estate the manor is just behind you towering over this old brown brick manor mm. and you see there's been obvious signs of guards figuring out it almost looks like there's an investigation going on leading up to the front door hey uh, you boys look a little uptight oh. <laughs> What's what's going on? The other guard leans in from the other side of the wall. He's like, "Oh well, there was a break in the other day." He's like, "Shut up, Thomas. It's just uh, newer security measures, you know. It's uh, the, the dangers arise in Faerun. There's there's shadows in the sky, you know, and this this there's tales of danger down south and blood up north. You know, you can't be too safe. Abundance of caution. That's all." Well, I was invited here, and I, uh, as you can see, it, the letter is... Yes, that's a seal, all right. Okay, well, hey, good. Well, on the way, you I believe there's a gentleman inside waiting for you. Okay, uh, just right through the crime scene here? Uh, that's right, just uh, make your way. Don't worry, all the important stuff is gone. Okay, because I'm not like a... a uh, a suspect or anything, right? I just uh, got here. Uh, of course. You, he's like, yeah, you just got How can you be a suspect? Shut up, Thomas. Look, don't worry. Follow the path straight through the door. Your friend arrived just moments earlier. You meet him in the lobby or the antechamber, and then you go in and meet Lady Morwen both together. Right? And so that happened. So Araza kind of just confused by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Makes her way towards the house while you do on both the left and the right of you there are soldiers more importantly dressed than the soldiers mm-hmm. that you've de- just dealt with that are doing detective things taking images mages there using magic to take imprints of footprints large footprints that were left by some people who were mm. there prior ah. the doorway is only about 15 feet in front of you Lareza reaches into her pocket and takes a little charcoal drawing and it's of a of a an orcish man and uh, 
She sheds a tear. And the moonlight just kind of picks it up and it glimmers off her tear and that shine peeks through the keyhole and picks up a gold chalice that sits in the hand of a small man, a halfling man, dressed in very nice clothing. And he sits in the lobby of the Morwen estate. And Tom, why don't you tell us who this man is? This is the first time we've met this character. Very nice transition. Very nice. Thank well, you. Gives me time to roll up another dude, too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to hit the moss like such a boss, Chris? Chim Chimaram, James. <laughs> so Chim Chimaram. In this, in this antechamber. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do I give his name? We just give you give whatever you want. There is a, a, a lady who comes by and she goes, Would you like some more wine, my master? Well, I uh, suppose I could use another sip. Of course, and she shuffles away. She's quite old. And that voice that just pops in, I could use another sip, it kind of echoes in this empty hall. That's right. And uh, Merv's getting a little impatient, looking around this tiny little halfling man. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say too much about him, but uh, hey, let me, can I fellow. ask a question? Yeah. When Laraza came to pick these guys up, or, or to meet see and see them, right? Laraza with this boat right. said, "Like, hey, can you guys use a lift or something?" That. Left unsaid, Laraza had her own business. When I'm just talking about what, what we yes, did last right. session. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, that hasn't been too colored. No, no, yeah, okay. So that's why where she came from is not really that important, but like. But her boat was empty when she came back? Now we find ourselves going like her back was, to. Her boat was empty? We're back in Daggerford. We're back in Daggerford. So Laraza, her boat was uh, a singular vessel. I, I, I mean, was was her boat empty? Was Laraza's boat? Was she the only one? There was more company on her boat. Uh, she, yeah, she was like, uh, it wasn't her boat. Um, but actually, I can't remember if we said that or not. Though it might have been. Well, she was with uh, Alexander. Or was it uh, just her boat? Baxor. What's that? She was j- just by herself in a boat. I think they were in the boat at some point together, but we're, we don't know when. Like, they took off in the boat together, didn't they? All I know is this. Like, yeah. So, we also found, we read what was on that letter, right? Yes. And it said, what was? What did it say again? That, um... I'm just trying to remind myself, like, why we are back in Daggerford. Well, we don't know. Well, I'll tell you, there's a specific, this story, at this moment in time, and this story is picking up with Laraza, because uh, we met her last episode where does it lie in the exact timeline of where it picks up we don't we're not too sure yet but this right. is the moment event. where Laraza is on her way into Daggerford because she has gotten a invitation from Lady Morwen to meet oh her. sorry this is still a an aside from that moment I uh you know what I don't know we what don't, this is. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we're having bringing the character okay. Raza. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dagger for it. Okay. This is a scene that has happened. That Towards, is happening. Don't mind me. Uh, a lobby. No, no, no. I totally know what you mean, though. But, um, um, so Larasa, does she see Merv? Well, uh, I was going to say, I think at that point where Merv's sitting there, this, this halfling man, Merv, who's sitting there in the lobby and only... Yeah, he's flipping a dagger like between his fingers, you know, and he's spinning it and catching it. Left hand, you know, hand to hand. And as the glint jumps from his golden chalice to this dagger that he goes hand to hand of the, of the moonlight, mm-hmm. the door slowly opens in this big oaken door. Chunk And Merv spies about 20 feet away this big green woman who steps through the front door. And you just see the last moments of her fingers wipe away her face. Right. At that moment, too, that old lady who just offered you more, she comes to you, fills your glass quickly, and then she is dwarfed underneath the stature of Laraza. She says, oh, your, your invitation? There, it's right here. <laughs> there you go. And she takes it and you right this way and she leads you to the same bench that this small man is sitting on and have we met yet yeah i was just wondering this is, yeah this is because we met at the end of that last session no merv wasn't there merv wasn't there no nope. man oh that's what's uh, that's what's confusing me sorry <laughs> is that my what, bad is that what we're going after yeah all I, right all right yeah merv was not there who were you playing I am playing Alexander. Mer- you were playing, playing Alexander. Alexander. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you tell me now. This is what I want to get from you guys. Okay. Do you oh, know go. each other? The I moment you say... sit down and you okay, guys so the moment lock we sit eyes, down, yeah, yeah. you guys see each other, and what happens? Alaza. Oh, that's not Merv, is it? <laughs> you, you still owe me that necklace. Ah, and uh, Larissa turns to the little woman who's there. We used to go out. (laughs) (laughs) Other ones, oh, oh, um, may may I bring you some wine? Yeah, I think we're going to need a little bit of wine. Of course. (laughs) She shuffles away. (laughs) Merv, what the heck are you doing here? (laughs) Do you have an invitation, too? Yeah, I've, I've even got my old gold goblet. They treat me real good here. Merv, this better not be some attempt to once again try to win my heart back. I swear, I had no idea you were coming. Okay, all right. But it's nice to see you. And it's nice to see you, too. You look good. Huh. Still got that great hair, huh? I'm still wearing my helmet. You haven't even really seen it yet. Oh. It's, it's still great. <laughs> and the lady shuffles up. Um, the lady Morwin will see you now. Hey, Merv. You know what this is all about? I'm not too sure. Last time I got called into something like this, uh, they wanted me to run around, steal a couple things, you know, look for that Teja. Look. Hey, Merv. Yeah. You remember... Remember that... You know, uh, uh, Chunkalunk, who I was seeing for years after you. Yeah, what the uh, the big uh, the big rat guy? 
The big what? Rat guy. He was into rats. Yeah. He had pet rats. They were really nice. No, that's weird. I don't know why you ever He's felt dead. someone like that. What? He died, and it was my fault. And I've made a vow not to do anything illegal or bad or evil again. Wow. You really think... I don't want to get into it. The camera okay. pans down and the lady's still there. She listened <laughs> to the whole thing. <laughs> um, this way? Yeah. Right, let's do it. I'm just giving you some fair warning. <laughs> and they shuffle in. She leads you down this hallway. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, that, that part in Ace Ventura where he's at the fancy party and it's like. And there's like, like, there's no, there's no symphony playing, obviously, okay. but there are these, just this, this huge, like beautiful marble staircase and these chandeliers and the hallways lined with this, all this beautiful old red oak wood around the door frames. As Lorenzo's nice. walking, she sort of uh, notices this and kind of tries to fix herself up a bit. Still wearing a helmet, but it's like kind of tucking in some things and feeling a little bit, uh, looking a bit rough for this environment. Mm. Yeah. And Mar- How does Merv look? Like, is he, is he weather beaten? Is he? Well, Merv is actually he's a he's uh, he's a forest gnome. He's a forest gnome. Yeah, That's and he has like right. a young kind of ruddy face, but it's also like slightly tinted. He's got like that earthiness. He doesn't wear uh, shoes or anything like that, and no. uh, he's just like a mysterious guy. Yeah, he's a papa gnome, but he's got the you know curly brown short hair. Yeah, and uh, he's got a uh, cloak that he wears all the time, of course. And uh, this cloak, as it flaps, and the hair as it flips, as you guys walk down this hallway, is sh- are shown to the end of the hallway. Okay. And the end of this hallway splits off in a T. I don't know if you remember, but oh. the first time we went into this place. But our characters wouldn't know. That's the inter- <laughs> exactly. interesting thing. So I know uh, that we went to the right. But in front of you okay. is a big door, hmm. an ornate door that looks different from the other doors. And it opens up and not a thunderous creak like the front door. This is a beautiful feather oh. as if air is being let out. And you see inside of this chamber, this beautiful lavish chamber where everything is just aligned with gold and jewels that drip from bookcases and riches and dishes on tables and have so his Merv's eyes are like yeah. vibrating. And uh Lareza, his eyes are on Merv and she nudges him. Don't get any ideas. Oh, come on, just a couple of things. Shut he can't control himself around all this treasure. Merv's a big fan of treasure. And this woman turns from the window as she talks to a bird that has just flown from her hand. She turns to you, and standing in front of you, Laraza, and standing in front of you, Merv, is the illustrious Lady Morwin. My friends, you have made it. Please, please come sit. Make yourselves at home. Thank you. I appreciate your coming in such a horrendous time. The world feels as if it is falling to pieces. 
yet here we are. Please, wow. Mervyn, may I get you something more to drink? Or <laughs> Mervyn. Miss Lorraine. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh. Look, I, I, I changed my name a little bit. All right, all right. Since we stopped seeing each other. I wanted uh, a new, fresh start. You're in the presence of royalty. <clears throat> Oh, please, I, I have only <laughs> been uh, knighted by the lords of Neverwinter. I myself am not royalty. <laughs> I wish in my days as it were and twas, but the night sky does dwindle ever so, does it not? Oh, look at me waxing poetic as I sit here, an old lady wishing for my bones to... Wash away into the sea okay. of fallen well, maybe, stars. Maybe we can all sit down and take, you know. Please, yes, okay. please. The <clears throat> chai, please. And the little woman, she pulls out chairs for both of you. Loraz is looking at the chairs like these are such nice, ornate, and like chairs that sh- she's kind of worried about breaking or damaging. And so she kind of just says, uh, I, uh, I'm, you guys should totally sit. I'm just going to stand. Oh, I may not be royalty, Mervyn, but everyone knows that you sit when asked. Okay. Mervyn <laughs> runs and jumps up on the chair right next to Lady Woman. Oh, my <laughs> friend. It's good to be so close to you. And uh, he puts takes his hand it. out, too, and he kind of just kind of touches her back. And as he's doing that, he's actually looking around the room. If there's anything in particular out of all that shiny stuff. I want to do like a, a like a detailed check, right? Like y- using whatever you know the lore of uh, of Merv. If there's anything he might be able to spot, he's he's trying to see something that he thinks is within his capabilities. Okay, and that looks nice to him. Yeah, roll me perception. Okay, I'll do one. Oh, it is a one. <laughs> wow. So not only does this have, as you sidle up to Lady Morrowind her, yeah. and you're looking over, you lean so much so that these chairs are big enough, but also old enough that as you lean forward, Lady Morrowind's chair kind of cronks a bit <laughs> and you slip and head butter. Oh, oh, God. oh, oh gee, Jesus, oh, Merv! I'm sorry, hey, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, uh, uh. And Loresa grabs Merv and kind of holds him back, and she kind of rushes forward, and oh. she she goes to make a medicine check out of sort of awkwardness because Loresa is all of a sudden looking very awkward, oh, and she God. lunges forward Merv at Lady Morwin and wants to make a medicine oh. check. Give me a medicine check with oh. advantage because this is like a, a bigger intention for Loraza. She's like, oh God, I got to cover this up too, so. <laughs> I thought you were going to say what does? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, here, yeah. No, I'll give you advantage on that because, you know. Okay. Wow, what the heck? Two huge rolls, so uh, 19 plus. Oh. I just want to see what Loraza's uh, medicine is. Okay, and as Loraza's really <laughs> focusing in, uh, Merv wants to plus look one, up so at Lady... 20. He wants to look up at Lady Morwen. What, what does he see? How bad is the hit? It's not that bad. I mean, you can you can is see Laraza can see a okay. bit of a goose okay. egg that's starting underneath. Like it was a good skull on skull kind of knock. Okay, uh, that was good skull on skull. Everyone just relax and uh, and, and Laraza's uh, looking up at maybe some of the guards that are like kind of <laughs> taking a few steps forward. There's one guard <laughs> who's peeked his head in from behind the door in the hallway. He's got a spear like. 
What's going on in there? I've already got it halfway bandaged up. I made a very good medicine uh, checkup on her. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Chubby, we're all right. Oh, <laughs> See? She sits back down in her chair. Oh, mommy. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, please. Oh, I must have slipped when I got excited that oh, you should have down. arrived. Just, just sit down here. She sits down in her old bone. Yeah, you got to get these chairs uh, checked. Hey, one of those gods, uh, I don't think these things are up to code, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yes, you're right. Many things are not up to code these days. The world has very much changed for the better or worse. I'm not too sure. But this is why I have, I have asked both of you to come down here. I ask that knowing your camaraderie and your history together. Well. Of course, our relationships extend in separate branches, but once I heard that you this, two it's knew It's been a long other, while since we've been together, but I'm glad you remember those days. Yeah, I do. And I thought you two would be the best at a task for something that my own bones could just not handle. My, Well, as you know, my husband passed quite a while ago and it was very important for him, for him to, his body to be rest in a town where he was born and raised, just above the Green Plain. There is a small town there that one needs to check in there and then make their way down through the Green Plains and just on the northwest side of the Snowflake Mountains, deep in the midst of the Shining Plains, lies a small town called Antwerp. This is where I wish for you to, to take his remains and give them in memory and in, in my aid. What do you say, Louis? We absolutely accept, of course, and with all my heart, my condolences. I know what it's like to lose someone you love. And Louisa does, and the camera goes close into her mind, and it goes into this misty fog, and it pops out into this memory that she has when she lost someone. It's dark and wild, shadowy. Whoa spiders Whoa. screaming yeah it's finding its way through the darkness yeah, spiders the almost obscuring all of your vision yeah. finally you come through a whole nest of spiders to a little space that's been opened a hand a torch holding it out nothing but spiders oh my god the torch is creating this space you don't even know which way is up yeah mm goes along the hand you see Loraza covered in blood and screaming in her other hand shadows. holding the corpse of her lover a huge orc man spiders already crawling out of him she starts to scream as the spiders crawl up over her face and, and then, then the camera goes into her mouth and then back out just thank you Loraza it means the world to me that you will help and love your prowess, your knowledge of the road, I believe will make this journey easy, but I also know your fondness for the South, your love of this world, and I wanted to give you free passage and your own cart and horse to take with you. 
ever since that time that you helped me, if you remember. <laughs> I couldn't forget that. And Don't the camera me. starts to go <laughs> in <me>. to Merv's <laughs> face, and they start to, and it cuts to Merv, and uh, an echo of Lady Morwen going, Bring me only the jewel, young man. Only the jewel. Only <laughs> And Merv's running around down an alleyway. <laughs> as he hears boy We think we almost got you! Where did he go? And Merv's running through puddles and bouncing up. I love that Lady Morwen is this like quest giver, like with like a history of quests that yes. she's given. Uh, yeah. Bring only the jewel. <laughs> Bring only the jewel. And as Merv crashes through a window, yeah, he's bouncing off the walls. He's like, uh, he's creating these little, a little bit of illusions behind him. Oh my god! He's, yeah, he's uh, leaving like fake dogs to bark at the stars. Yeah, dancing lights. He's shooting them off in different yeah. directions. Yeah, and his face, as the camera follows him in this tracking shot, his face just grows this huge smile, mm-hmm. and he takes and he just sees this huge jewel that he's obviously just stolen from somewhere. And the image of the world starts to wrap around like a kaleidoscope in the diamond. And it comes back to the chandelier in the room as Lady Morwen says, My friends, I thank you so much. This means the world to me. It is very important to not only my family, but the town of Daggerford and the kingdoms to the north that you do this task. His body is to be given to Lady Antwerp. Who okay. lives in Antwerp? It is a small group of people who have just built this town. Well, Only well, months before the shades in the sky appeared. I've always wanted to go to Antwerp. Huh. Well, what do you say then? Just like old times, right? Look, she didn't want us to do anything bad. Of course, I'm just... We're helping. Murph, just can you... In my experience, when I've done these sort of seemingly on the surface, um, easy tasks for someone like myself, a party of (laughs) adventurers, you call us, we do these easy tasks, and then there's always some diabolical twist, and we're not actually doing something, and then we set off a chain of events that just leaves a lot of people hurt. Yeah. yeah. What if there's a twist? I just hope that you're telling us everything. Yeah. As you say this, her old hands come and puts her old, knotted, knobby-knuckled hands. Really knotted and knobby. Oh, they're so old. My skin is very dry. I apologize. It's it's very knobby, I would say. My my, my old bones. Please. Yes. You're so old. Trust this old woman. If there's one thing I ask of only a friend like you in the days before I pass, you just take the remains of my husband. And Lorraza has so much in common with that pain, with that specific pain, mm. that she just crumbles and is charmed by and they both kind of weep Lady Morwen a little bit. Yeah, they both just start. <laughs> And Merv is there, and Merv looks around the room as he's eyeing more stuff, and the night continues on as they have a really nice dinner. I mean, he sees he's surrounded by jewels. It's up to him if he wants to grab anything. Okay, he's going to use not only a mage hand, but the ledger main mage 
enchantment. Okay. Which does and give away his class. Now remind me what a ledger main it's mage It's particular or... to uh It's a lot different, okay? Um, <laughs> actually Yeah, it's it's, it's it's unique to arcane tricksters. <gasps> and Moiv is an arcane twixter. Moiv. So he's got it's just like a normal mage hand, but he's but it's invisible. He can just do a couple extra things. So he's gonna send out an invisible hand to something that tickles his fancy. Well, he's gonna cool. try. Okay. Um, as the night continues on, you're in the same room. You spend the evening in the same room, it's drinking, twilight night, telling stories. It's twilight night. Lady Morwen is old, but she feels uh, because her friends are there. Uh, she she when well, she stays up till like ten thirty. You know what I mean. Normally she'd go to bed at like nine nine thirty, but because you guys are there, she stays up. You guys catch up. You talk about perhaps the things in the sky. Lady Morwen professes that she's just as baffled as everybody else. And she, the way she talks to you guys, you know, is, is almost royalty. Mm-hmm. Is almost a way where she deflects a lot of the deeper questions. Even you guys have some more probing questions. She's like, oh, who am I? Yeah, Larazza would be asking okay. a little bit about who she lost. Who, who Lady, Lady Morwen, Morwen lost. Her, her, her husband. husband, yeah. So Lady, and like, but what, asking about him and like, who was he? Like, how did he? Yeah, well. Later in the evening. What does she? What does she? Does she give any information on that? <clears throat> yeah, you you ask this later in the evening, okay, yeah. just before bedtime, before she goes to bed, and you guys are actually out on the balcony watching an extremely clear night sky, and the stars are out, and the 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 now six shades in the sky are now very visible in this quarter moon that's hanging. She says, "My husband was." A dear man, a fair man, but also a brutal man. He was the son of a farmer, hmm. raised on the shining plains. In this town that you will be traveling to, called Antwerp, had many names before. It changes like the wind through the grasses down there. As did my husband. He fought his way in many wars, past many of the Red Wizards, up to the Lord's Alliance, where he was knighted, given a lordship, and then became the Lord of Daggerford. That's pretty amazing. So he wasn't born into this? No, he was not. And it was his sole wish to have his body returned. So I have exhumed him from his grave, for it was others that wished his body to remain, but not me. I got a quick question. Of course. Uh, so we're getting a carriage? That's where he's going to be? What? C- I'm sorry to ask, but what condition is your husband in right now? Because man I'm, is dead. I, I can't drag around someone like that. How long no. do you think I am? No, it is a fair question. Oh, I'm sorry. Only so much we could exhume. And she goes to a table inside as you guys are left on the balcony. Okay. And a cold wind breezes by just two of you as she returns to the warm 
wooden glow. And she takes a box from underneath the seat that she was sitting on. It's a small box. Looks like a steel box. There's some sort of patterning to it, but nothing explanatory or interesting. Just some sort of simple design. There's a keyhole. You were only able to exhume so much. That's him? That's him right there? Sorry, just because I spaced out, what what is the exhuming, uh, what happened to him to make him... What's left of him? What's left of him from what? His death and how they took him out of the ground That's all from could his exhume. resting place. It's yep, all they use your imagination. Find. And they want him back in Antwerp because he wanted to be back in Antwerp, even though he was buried here. That's right. Okay. Was he killed in Antwerp? <coughs> we don't we know don't why know. he wants to be back in Antwerp, but he just that was his wishes. It was his dying wish, though. Okay. That's it. It's a real uh, rosebud situation. Yeah. Very rosebud. Yes, very rosebud. <laughs> Through the ages, I have said to myself how this whole situation is very rosebud. Merv and I saw the play Rosebud on our first date. Oh, the Warson Ells play. Yes. Right. is insane. Kittis insane. That was the one. Oh. And that was a thing. At the end, you just realized the kid is insane. The kid is insane. And there's no explanation no. for it. So I guess there's just no explanation for him wanting to be buried at Antwerp. <laughs> Other that Rosebud was a weird movie. That it is important to us. Important to me. Of course. Which we'll is why it. I asked the both of you. Why is it important to you again? It's her husband's ashes. Or what remains. Actually, we don't know. It's oh, no, box, we just don't. Right? We don't know it's why cool. he wanted to. But of course, you want him to be where he wishes Those to be. Those were his of course. wishes. His yeah. wishes, of course. I'm so sorry. I do this every Look, time I take on a quest. Now you're the one that's being I difficult. Ask a lot of foolish questions. This is why we can you know never what? get along that's together. That's why. You know what, Merv? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to. I can't do this with him. I can't do this with him. You blew it up no, again. No, 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 and you guys no. turn away to face Lady Morin, and she's gone. She slowly shuffled to bed, and the other smaller Chaffa comes back. How long were we arguing? For quite a while. It is now eleven o'clock. The Lady Morin. Apologizes for her disappearing. No, we apologize to I apologize to I was supposed to ask, uh, would you like to depart immediately or in the morning? Well, what I do guess you think, Murph? I think we gotta get it soon. Look. Okay. All I, I mean know, I didn't really hear any time constraint at all, but uh Well look at this. What? Well, how much is she paying us for this? We're just doing this for free? I feel like I was going to ask her I'm for doing the... this for free. You can get all the treasure you want, Merv. No, and the whole evening while you guys were around, she did say, you know, you're each getting 500 gold pieces each for this. I'm not taking okay. it. And, I, and, that's, that's uh, and what then Merv said, Marisa I'll take said. hers. She owes me anyway for that necklace. And Lady Mora's like, oh, oh no. you're right. And I'm, and I'm saying, this is just a cutback to the night earlier. And I, and I was saying to her, like, no, just don't give it. Just keep it. Trust me. No. Said, no, I could not. No, and I'm put, and we're stacking our hands like yeah, tea no. time. And yeah, and we're touching each other's faces. <laughs> yeah. no, I could not. I could not. You are so dear. No, no. no. Cut into the very like silk, like just <laughs> paper thin skin, and a reaction of Lorazepine, like I'm not gonna have skin, and then back to the present. 
All right. <laughs> so, yeah. We should go quickly just because it's the good thing to do. Or, sorry, is that going to be a problem, Merv? No, no, no. I think we should go. I think we finally agree on something. There's no, there's no other reason than to just do the right thing. Let's do the right thing. Okay. And, and she fitted us up with a, with a carriage or no? That's okay. right. That's we got right. a carriage. We got a horse. Uh, and now let's also, too. So you guys have chosen to uh, go immediately? We have, yeah. Okay. Uh, I... Yeah, we're going at nighttime. Okay. It's kind of romantic. Okay. Um, so then, uh, Tomas, uh, nice. I just need you to roll me a D100. Whoa. Sun Whoa. starts to come up. Okay. I'm ready. Orange is going to be the new black. The number. New black. Okay. 71. 71. Oh, he got an elixir of health. This is uh, oh, that's what I was rolling for. This was the vase that you smell. It's very small, yeah. beautiful vial yeah, that yeah, yeah. you've seen, or actually very you've seen in other highfalutin places before, and that's what you stole from Lady Marwyn's estate. Mm. Elixir of health, you say? An elixir of health. You stole that. Now, I, did Lorenzo see? Could we do a cutback roll for it? Absolutely. I would say in the in the evening. Uh, this, this is what, what okay, I would yeah, actually yeah. say. I we'll think do. actually Loraza and Lady Morrowind were had, so were very uh, just so very concerned with each other. Yeah. That Loraza probably didn't see uh, Merv take. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes Merv was sense. thinking that makes the second that she went up to lay hands on her, Merv was thinking this is actually a good time because you know so he was he's been looking a lot of unspoken language between Merv and Loraza these past few hours has been, oh my god, these old flames are back together. They're obviously not arguing with each other. What is going on? And right now, they're just sort of traveling along very, uh, it's like a cutscene. Yes. Traveling along, they're tra traveling south down the tradeway. And this is quite a long journey, actually. The good thing is wow. that you have a... Um, a horse, a buggy. Is there food and water and stuff? Type food of thing? and water is outfitted. Absolutely. Uh, this takes the better part of a 10-day. Essentially a week. Wow. You guys spend on the road together. Holy. And in that 10 days, <laughs> I think a lot yeah, of what's, stuff... What's the current condition of our That's relationship? Right. So let's do this. Should we roll for it? Yeah, should roll absolutely. For it. We're going to roll for it. So, <laughs> Give us um, the rules. What you guys first, we're going to break it down one by one. There are three things that, uh, you know, while you've been away, Laraza, you haven't seen an old flame like Merv. Well, there are three things that you're actually quite interested in knowing. So I want you to think of those three things in your head. Merv, I'm going to give this to you as well. You guys are on the road. You have been as you travel south again down the tradeway. Three things we know about each other. Three things you would like to ask each other. You okay. would like to know about each other. Okay. Three questions that perhaps if you had the chance to ask an old flame that you're now obviously spending quite a long while with to do a favor for an old woman. You know, maybe sometimes while you're on a straightaway and your cart's just bobbing away, you take a moment to ask each other mm. something, okay? So, um, I'm going to say um, one to three. You guys are in a situation. Okay. 
Well, I'm going to say it's been two days now. You guys have been on the road for two days. Okay. Okay. Uh, give me one second. Yeah, no worries. I'm just going to pull up a map. I want to pull up a map of Fade Room because I looked this up before. Well, that's I just want to chart Is your that that journey. one there at the Tradeway? That's right. Yeah. Oh, you know what's actually really cool is the interactive map. Someone made an interactive map of Fae Room 5E, and you can, like, chart your journey. You fucking chart your journey. You can chart your journey on it? You can chart your journey. You're kidding. Oh, wait. I can do this. Yes. Okay. So, you guys, you have traveled south down the tradeway, past the misty forest. On your way down even to Dragon Spear Castle. And as you're couched in between the Misty Forest and the Troll Bark Forest. One to three is Merv. Okay. Four to six is Lorazo. Whatever I roll and it lands on, you can either ask the first question or instigate the first question. Okay. <laughs> Four, Laraza, as you travel down the tradeway, you pass Dragon Spear Castle, which is at your back now. You've passed it. The high moor is to your left. Your cart, your horses are freshly fed. The wheels are nice and tight. So the day is new. The birds tweet. Laraza is just sort of doing her sort of idiosyncratic, fixing herself up and kind of like tucking herself in. Her armor is a little bit too small for her and uh, she looks over I'm just kind of chewing on some grass she looks over at Merv and says so did you ever uh, spend any more time with that other uh, gnome Uh, bitch Michelle (laughs) whoa 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 I mean come on you know you were with a Rat guy long before that. What was I supposed to do? It's, it's just a lie. What do you mean it's a lie? Oh, lords, no, that's a lie. It's not true, Loaza. No. Whatever. After asking this first question, Loaza, after hearing that response, I want you to roll an insight check for me, please. That is low. It's a seven. So you're looking at Murph going, you can't tell what's going on. You know this guy. He can be duplicitous. He can know what's going on. I don't know. Murph, the Mm. air is left open as you guys keep going now down the tradeway. Okay. There's an opportunity now for you to ask Loraza a question about her past. I just want to know what... uh does a wreck I have that I don't? I thought you were like little guys like me. I do. It wasn't so what was so special about that that big hunky guy? He had a big heart. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys keep going. And the day ends and you make your way more and more closer to the Boreskier Bridge. Just past the Forest of Worms. Or sorry, just at the beginning of the Forest of Worms. And the day ends. You guys find a nice inn. You have your dinner. You go to bed. In separate rooms or same rooms? 
separate rooms. Separate rooms, yeah. The tavern owner goes, <laughs> You sure you want separate rooms? You I guys have been drinking all night together. You can save some money. Rent your same room. This is the inn. This is the inn, the Boreskier Bridge. Okay. And this services a bunch of travelers, and it's an inn. It's kind of a, you know, a truck stop almost. He seems really supportive of and our this our guy's like, hey, I saw you in the corner all night. You look, guys, look, you we're not seeing eye to eye right now, okay? I need my space. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Here you go. And he gives you two brass keys. Thank you. Give me that. You guys Bring go me Why don't you do it like that? <laughs> you go to your separate rooms and spend the evening. Good night, Merv. Good night, Loaza. And the camera and goes. He actually waits, and he w- turns oh. around and, and looks at her to oh. see if she's looking at him while he goes back into his room. He waits a little bit. No, she goes straight in. She goes straight in, and he puts his a shot head down. You guys, takes off his boots. I don't know whether. Okay, takes off yeah, his yeah. boot, goes into bed. I don't know if you guys are tossing and turning, but the, the camera. You guys are in opposite <laughs> rooms, so the camera starts on Loaza, and she's like. <sighs> <laughs> and the camera pans over, goes through the wall, and then Merv turns around and goes, <sighs> and, ooh, ooh, cuts out to the full moon. <laughs> and then the day continues again, and you guys have made your way more south along the tradeway trail. Okay. And you've passed Terrell and the Reaching mm. Woods. My goodness. All the way down. It's a trip. <laughs> I'm going to say it's another it's two or three days. And you guys have reached Burdusk and Merv. After a bit of a rain in the afternoon, as the carts go on, one of the horses is sick, so it's been a bit slow. Ooh. You've been noticing Luraza by herself. The air is left open for you now to ask one of the quest- one of the three questions that you have thought about to ask her. In the far distance, you hear... A dragon. I hear a dragon. That's just called. Okay. Um, it's in the far distance. Merv. Look, I got a question for you. Okay, no, I don't want to go chase no, down a dragon. Be a, It'll be a big, too big a side quest. No, we're not going to chase down a dragon. I want to know. Do I have bad breath? Merv. Just tell me. You always said it wasn't that bad, but now that gnome girl says it's terrible. Merv, my breath smells like fish heads. Because it's pretty much all I eat. (laughs) So mine's not any worse than most people, though. I'm just saying I'm in a cloud of stink. I can't tell. And okay. also, I'm an orc. All remember. right. So he fouls out. I have away. a different type. I've told you this. My, yeah. I have a snout. Yeah, he's Merv, remembering this now. I want you to roll an insight check to see if Luraza is trying to cover up and be nice or... Oh. Well, it's a four. Again, you guys... Yeah, you, you can't no tell at all. You can't tell. Yeah. But the truth is, is that he is awful breath. And Luraza <laughs> just... With those sort of things, yeah. is very. Um, uh, uh, she, she finds it difficult to be truthful about those sort of things. Amazing. That tough love. You guys spend the evening riding along the river Chanthar. 
you push the last part past Easting, and you reach the northern part of the Giant's Plain, and you get to Priapurl. Priapurl. Priapurl is a small, imagine like one of those tiny towns to go to when you're going like to the cottage or something. No, it's got mm-hmm. one main strip, and the one main strip is the road in and out. Like West Willemberry. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And you get to Priya Pearl. And once again, it's evening now. And you spent a good nine days on the road. You pushed it. All the while, through the change of weather and terrain, at your back has been six shades in the sky. That's right. Oh. Never faltering, never wavering, always there. And they haven't. No, none of us have ever noticed them move or anything. Just that the one was missing that time, or and they're big enough to see from pretty they're far huge. away, right? Yeah. In a weird way, even though I not every I know not every area is interested, but it's it's kind of like the unifying theme right now, Faerun. A little bit, yeah. Like absolutely, it's the talk of talk of the whole world. It's talk, talk of the whole world. You guys have been feeling this, too, as you make your way from Priya Pearl down south through the Great Plain to the gi- from the Giant's Plain, sorry, down to the Shining Plain. Oh. And oh. your first day beautiful in the beautiful Shining Plains, you see in the distance someone approaching you. It's a single horse with a single rider on top. Okay. And we can hear it as it's getting closer and closer. Can we tell if it's like they have flowy hair? Are they human? Is it man? Is it woman? Seems to be human man. Okay. Merv. Hat on. Merv. A hundred feet away, slowly, oh. a slow walk on his horse. I haven't, seen, haven't seen anybody in a while. Not anybody like that. He doesn't look like a tradesman. What should we do? I wouldn't worry. Shining Plains are a really nice place, and well, there was there was a story a while back about a massive murder. With an axe. I heard this story. Yeah. And he from starts getting scared. He's shaking. And when you start shaking from outside, you hear this voice. You mind stopping that wagon? Uh. No. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll stop the wagon. We'll stop okay, the wagon. Okay, yeah, no problem. He's yanking on the... Merv? And the what? horses neigh a little. Watch your mouth around here, okay? And the sick okay. horse stops first, and the other healthy horse stops and starts to lick the sick horse. And the voice from outside says, Much obliged, y'all. I'm sorry to be such a bother. My name's... Well, I'm the sheriff around these parts. My name's Stefan. Sheriff Stefan Lassar. I'm... Just traveling up and down these parts of the plains. Uh, people have been reporting danger, you see. Okay. Well, hey, 
Uh, I'm the Raza. It's my partner, Merv. You mind stepping out the wagon? I'm so sorry to have to ask, but I just need to see y'all's faces. I, I don't believe I'm required to step out when you're only... St- if you tell me, like, what law I broke, then I could step out. <laughs> Y'all's not broke no laws. Just need to see a face to put the voice to. That's it. I think the amount of room you have for me lean- leaning down from the wagon here is, is perfectly fine. And I look back at Merv... It's okay. This is perfectly legal. Okay. She looks not. back. Stefan, Marazza, this is my friend Merv, and we're How just passing doing? through. We're, we're on our way to Antwerp, you see. Antwerp, you say? That's right. <laughs> That's where we're going. Oh. Well, what's y'all's business down there in Antwerp? Well, if you the don't thing mind is, me asking. we got this box, right? And it's like uh, it's filled with something, 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 and we gotta bring it somewhere. You know what You're I mean? You're making it sound so bad. No, it's no, right. no. It's not. There's nothing bad. Right. It's a, it's Merv. a steel box. We got Merv. on the back, and there's something. Merv. <laughs> it's. We're taking the remains. We're taking the remains of a loved one to its proper, to its wished site to be buried. And after hearing this jarble from Merv, the sheriff, Stefan Lassard, kind of shifts on his horse, and the horse shifts, and as he listens to Laraza, he just rolled an insight check of 20, a critical. And and after he heard the words of Laraza, he said, Well, that's mighty generous of you. I'd just like to say that those are good people down in Antwerp. We don't... We leave them alone, you hear? There have been people trying to bother those people. They are nice people. Do you understand me? Who's trying to bother the people of Antwerp? What kind of things are going on down there? There have been some thugs, some bandits, who just want to tease and humiliate and hurt these people. No, we don't want to do that. You wouldn't think that he'd want us to do that, Merv. I hate to ask, but um, y'all haven't seen a, well, a farmer about, about yay high, and he leans just to his right off his horse, mm-hmm. about How tall is that? six foot high. Okay. There's a farmer's scraggly beard, I mean... old man, elven sort, and an axe with him. Can't saw say a couple farmers on the way. We saw some farmers, but no, no. No farmers uh, with an axe? Fit that description. No. Not at all. Oh, no. No. Must uh, No. Just a solid no for us. <laughs> Look like you're really considering how you're taking my words, Sheriff. Well. Please, if you do see anyone that fits that description, if you let the local authorities know we're uh, looking for a dangerous man. Well, keep your eyes peeled. Well, much obliged. And uh, you have a safe journey down to Antwerp. It's just that way. And he points across the grassy fields, these golden rods that just wave in the wind. This beautiful day. It's a bit dry now, too. 
and points down and you guys can see in between the sets of this mountain range just a bit in between just as he points that way he goes after me (laughs) (laughs) no actually he says it's right in between the giant Ron mountains and you just want to go down to the snowflake mountains that's well that's where I'm from you see Shining plains. It's beautiful land down there. Farmland, as far as the eye could see. No trouble at all. Y'all have yourselves a good day now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he Murph, tips let's his go. hat. <laughs> and as you guys start your cart up again, he walks by and it's this weird slow mo Tarantino <laughs> shot where he's just got a big leathery face smile tips his 10-gallon hat down to both of you, and you're both going by, and a fly just goes buzzes through the frame of the camera, and then back to real time as you guys just continue your way down through the giant's plane. Oh, he's a nice guy. (laughs) Overall, I think that went pretty pleasantly. Yeah, I don't know why I got so wigged up. I was kind of confused about exactly where it was, too, and he pointed right he, to where I was suspecting was the right passage between yeah, those mountains. Past the, the mountain, yeah. Nice guy. Really nice guy. So, you guys. On. <laughs> uh, I will say also, too, James just asked, is Murr from the Home Alone one-shot? You did yes, damn right, James. <laughs> yeah. sure is. It was Mervyn so, and Thaxor, Mervyn right? and Thaxor. So he is part of the Soaking Rogues, which I guess they were named in that episode. Soaking Rogues. That's, that's where right. Moiv is from. Now, after a long day's journey... Oh, and, and Lorenza has something to ask Merv. Oh, please, you're okay. on uh, Actually, no, no, never mind. So this happens, actually, at this point, Merv, as you guys are making your way down the Giant's Plane south. You feel a shift in conversation, and Lorenza goes... And then turns back and looks. <laughs> yeah. And the night comes, and you guys have spent now... A good ten days with each other on this road. And as you turn that last little bit, as the evening starts to fall behind the horizon, the snowflake mountains are just to your right. And you see two, three hundred yards ahead of you is this small little town. There's smoke slowly billowing out of the chimneys. There's crows that are flying and circling and landing. Cuts to to a a close-up as the shining plains breeze is flowing across. A little warm the air. It's a little warmer. Yeah, Yeah. it's a little warmer, and Loraza is breathing out of her mouth. On big underbite, she's just. You can kind of see the almost steam coming up, like past her huge two orcish Ooh, yeah. under teeth, the bitey teeth, Those two yeah. bitey like orc teeth. The yeah. Of the camera, that yeah. Much heat. That must be it. <laughs> well, I sure could use uh, something to eat. I'm parched. I'm starving. But, hey, did Mormon ever say where exactly we're supposed to put these 
you know, little maids. Yeah, in Antwerp. Well, where? Well, if you died and you wanted to be buried somewhere, like, wouldn't it, would it matter? Would you just pick a place? Maybe right outside, uh, we'll, we'll pick a nice we'll spot. Pick a ni- we'll pick a nice spot. We'll put some effort into it and pick a nice spot. Pick a real nice spot. We're not going to half-ass it. No. If we're going to do the right thing, it's going to be great. Hmm. Yeah, sounds good. And Lorenzo walk, or looks away and sort of just looks out at the sky. Hmm. I haven't heard this sort of goodness from Merv in a while. Oh. And Merv, standing there a little by himself. Yeah, he's got his hands in his lap. And he's just kind of bobbing along <laughs> in the garden. And you guys are making your way. So you're making your way to the town of Antwerp. And another 45 minutes to an hour come. It's now nighttime. But there are torches outside the, the sort of bramble bush archway that leads to this lovely little town. guys come from the north and inside there's just a single person out on the street that's holding one of those swinging incense pots oh like going like back a pope like a pope like a church boy yeah and this person has this beautiful white robe on and in the bottom Lining the robes of this bluish pattern, like a wave around. Mm. And the town, as you go in, you see it's really beautiful, actually. The rooftops are like straw and sticks, and there's like marigolds and flowers everywhere. And the house sides are white, you know, that plaster white. Oh, yeah, like very British Tudor type of... Yeah, totally. In this frame of wood that's very, like, Swedish almost, like a Swedish countryside, yes, you know? Yes, And these maypoles that you can see in the darkness that have sort of been recently used, as you see the wrappings are still around the maypole. And this person in this robe that's kept very well-pressed. It's almost like it has no seams in it. Mm. It comes up. Welcome! It is... Very late. You must be here for the festival. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. For the... Face? Sorry? Please, you must have many questions. Not a lot of people come out to answer. We can help you. Come. Well, we're only uh, here to uh, just... Uh, uh, well, okay. Uh, we I guess play? we could just check... We don't want to be rude. We don't want to be rude. <laughs> you don't want to be rude. Nobody wants to be rude. Of course, this way. And he leads you to... Huh, so many nice people around here. The first door, this little building right here. I'll see you can just... Uh, uh, I don't know if you can see that, but I might show you this. Well, whatever. The building that he takes you to is this quiet little tavern. The night is ending. Ties up your horse to the post. Your card is nice and safe and sound. And you see some people are just leaving the tavern and they're bowing to each other and placing their hands on each other and touching each, 
each other's foreheads together. You must be the visitor. Lady Morrowind told us about. We got a message from a bird only a few days ago saying that the remains of her dearly departed will be rest here. Oh, so you were told ahead of time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. Well, we have the package. Uh, yeah. We thought that maybe we would uh, try to pick a spot, but I guess maybe you guys have a, oh, a yes. better spot. Absolutely. We yeah, have the only spot. It is right over there. And he points. And as he points out to the city square, you see a well at the window. But you also look at his hand. And he's missing three of his fingers. He only has one finger and a thumb. And he's pointing out the window. Right over there! Oh, it will be a celebration to behold. You should see in the morning. When the sun is out in its fullest, that is when you will see it. Oh, my word. See, see, see what? The festival. That is when the festival and all the festivities will partake. After you've buried the remains? (laughs) Is that the festival? He gets buried and you have a party? (laughs) How did you know the deceased? Oh... His lineage goes back a very long time to this part of the Shining Plains. Oh, well, yeah, he was a farmer. Farmer's That's son. Right. That's right, yes. And because of him, this is why this city prospers. And of course, uh, Lady Antwerp. Lady Antwerp, once she came to us, she has turned this village around to be the spectacular village it is today. <laughs> Lady Antwerp is someone special. We do this festival for her. That is why. Perhaps Lady Morwen wanted you to see the festival that we you celebrate Lady Antwerp. So, uh, okay. You want, this box you want or, the uh, box or? No. I am not one of the clergy. I could not take it. We will take it in the morning. Yeah, maybe, morning. Okay. maybe you and I should take it just to make sure we actually it actually gets there. That's one right. final thing. Please, you must I'm, say. I'm so sure it's One of our clerics will take it in the morning. It is only them who shall be able to handle the Sh- Sure, okay, sure. All right, all right. Please, thank you, thank you. Please, help yourself. The, uh, anything you want at the tavern is free. Your first evening and all your room aboard is covered until you depart. I'm going to find some bread around here. Of course, yes, please. Yeah, Merv's looking for like any any like chestnuts or anything. There's a nice bar. There's table. The tables are, and it's very late in this tiny, tiny little town. Right. And there is a tavern, uh, a barkeep behind there. Oh, what does the barkeep yeah. look like? Barkeep, same white, beautiful type cloak. Wow. This lady, she has quite long hair that's braided that comes in here. She's standing behind there. She's just smiling at you guys. Wow. Loraz is scanning along the buffet, just passing all this stuff. Meat. Uh, veggies. Uh, eyeballs. Uh, bread. There's a whole bread-like castle of loaves and rolls. And she just starts stuffing her face. <laughs> She's plowing down. What's Merv doing? Oh, he's like, he can see there's so much food, but he's not used to seeing this much food just not even be fully used. Yeah. So he, he's grabbing b- bones of meat that he doesn't think are finished, and he's like skinning them off, extra meat, like the fat and the gristle with his with his dagger. Okay, oh, amazing. And he's just cutting up all these and making sure all those bones 
those animal bones are clean of meat. And they are, and they're super, and as you place them down, a young woman comes by, the young woman who is behind the tavern, who is behind the bar, she comes to collect your empty dishes and your bones. And as she goes in to reach, you notice her hands are also missing fingers. Hmm. And she pulls them back and she says, May I fill your glasses with anything else? Sure, I guess. I suppose. And he wipes a bunch of grease off of his chin. Yeah, and so is wiping breadcrumbs. Maybe a little bit of wine. You want to go in on a bottle, I guess? Ah, I suppose we can. Huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll get a bottle. We'll get a bottle. Good. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. Of course, I will get you one right away. And as she brushes away her hair, you notice she's missing an ear. Huh. One bottle right away. And she leaves. She brings a bottle. She fills your glasses. So Merv's getting a flashback. There's all these robes. And the last time he saw like these long white robes was during him at his and Loraza's wedding. He's having flashbacks to having all of his family around. Excuse me, did you say Merv and Loraza's wedding? Yeah. He's having a flashback to the wedding. So in this world... <laughs> Herb and Loraza <laughs> are divorced. They're divorced. Okay. Exactly. So, when, not she, just so when she said we used to go out, <laughs> what really was <laughs> the underlying... So we're getting some big, big info here. Okay. Here we go. Pass, the, yeah! <laughs> Pass me that grinder. Guys, I have to pee so bad. Okay, let's take a little we break. Do that? Let's yeah. check in. Let's take a break. Everyone okay if we do that? <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, let's check in with all of our mossy bossies. Yeah. Uh, everyone's here. James, how are you? Miss Disc, how are you? A.L. Y- Yasmin. Uh, Bozopi, I had a dream Boren was in my childhood room and he beat me up in bed, but I liked it. <laughs> hey. So, hey. You know what Boren says to that? What does he say? I... What else did he say? Ooh, right in the penis. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't say that. He said, by the beard of Moradin. And that's when he woke up. That's so he woke how up, do you that's feel right. that, okay, this character that came from your mind has now infiltrated someone's dream. Whoa. What dimensions are we on right now? Is oh. that like... Yeah. Isn't that amazing that this character you created That's has cool. penetrated someone's dream? Bozopi, Bozopi, Bozopi had a dream. Um, what, what did Boren look like in your dream? Like, What was your weird dream machination of Boren? What did that dude look like in dream right. state? I do wonder, because we had some people draw some Borns. I still don't even know if I know what Boren looks like. That's what I was about to say. Do you think people just know him from the James art thing? Because sometimes I see him that way. Yeah, And it clouds my vision of... Because I always pictured him, for example... um, I don't know. I do see him that way a lot, actually. But uh, he's... Yeah. Yeah. He could be more Paladin-y in that picture. He doesn't look as righteous. No, and I wonder though in that picture what if do you he, think looks, he looks like. Yeah, I think he. I, yeah, you're right. I think that James art has really permeated my view and colored my view. But I, I, I like that. But I also think he's more like, uh, more like Gimli, 
But you know how John Reese Davies always looks swollen and weird and all that dwarven makeup? Yeah, he goes off the art clips too. I think yeah. his I think Bourne's beard is way more well kept. Mm. I think his armor is a bit more shiny. That's what I think too. More paladin-y. More more he's, paladin-y. He's got yeah. a little more noble to him. You I know? think so. I think yeah. he gets a little scraped up, obviously being in uh, you know Barovia, Ravenloft. Of course. But of you're course. right. There is a whole. There's like more of a glint to him. Maybe that glint even comes out the most in the darkest places. You know, yeah, such as right? Barovia, right? For sure. I mean, I could see some tight braids on him that were like pristine. You know. Yeah, and I bet you things happen. Oh well, oh shit! I shouldn't say anything actually because that might be in spoiler territory. Oh my god! Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna fill. Yeah. So while Tom goes to the washroom, Jay and I can talk. Jay, we've had. Um, Posey said I had a dream of Boren. It was in my childhood room, and he beat me up in bed, but I liked it. So that's. Uh, that's right. Nice. Oh, ooh, that's we're getting into that some of that territory, eh? Oh, yeah. We're going to turn into a real uh, nice. only. If you want to join Dwarven Moss's OnlyFans, then you can uh, be. Oh yeah, man. Talking all the. Oh man, talking weird. Red Eagle yeah. and Wendell just. Well, you got to pay for that. <laughs> got to pay for you that. That's, pay. That's behind a paywall. Yeah, that, that's that's a paywall. <laughs> That's a big, 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 big paywall there. When when you say boring spread eagle, I just say paywall. I say, you want boring spread eagle? Give me money. Um, <clears throat> but seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me let me let me fill you up. Thank here. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Oh, uh, yeah, and Jay, there's some more Henry bites. Um. Now, everybody, I don't want to spoil the movie, but now that the boys are out, we're so close to putting this series out. And I'll tell you one thing. In uh, Act 3, Act 3, if somebody asks me a question right now while the boys are away on YouTube chat, I will answer right now in a secret whisper to you guys. But it has to be right now. I can't, I can't see who's live. It's live enough. So it's just me, but you know, if I, if I don't get the question quick enough and the boys are back in the room, I'm not going to answer it. But any spoiler that you want to know about Act Three, I will tell you while they're not here. Okay, this it's, this is really interesting because I I just finished listening to it all. I finished putting all the sound effects in. I have actually there's there's just a few touches I still have to do, but those sound effects. Jay is doing the music off. AL just asked, do you kill Scrod? Hey! Sire. Thank you, sir. The man on the throne. Okay, thank you. Oh, terrible uh, timing, AL, is... but this is great. Thank you. Does Wendell take over Strahd's place? Oh, that's a good question. Do you kill Strahd? LMA. Jeez, guys. <coughs> they wanted to know. Questions. All great questions. Though. They wanted to know. As if we're going to answer this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, seriously, as if we're going to answer this. <laughs> um, where we last left off <laughs> was you were in the town of Antwerp. Yes. Is there Antwerpy music you can put on? Some sort of Antwerp, Antwerp music. Antwerp Ams? Running out of Dwarven Moss music. 
We need some more like free music. I mean, Moss music is great though. It's kind of sent us some free music. We should put some Goo Goo Dolls on. You guys step into this tavern and you hear, "Baby's black balloons and he's high. There is the soul in life." And I said, what about... <laughs> 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 oh, that was a different song. Yeah. That was the goo-goo something. That was a goo-goo something. Anyway, yeah. you're in this village. And uh, you're drinking wine. You got more wine. You just finished yeah. this meat off the bone. Yeah. You just finished eating all this bread. Flashback to our wedding day. Mm-hmm. Flashback to the wedding day. Yeah. What? So what was that flashback? Tell me about that. You were oh, about that, to that flashback. Was, that to was that. just pretty much it. He just rem- he remembered that you know he used to be married to this woman, and he's just wondering what does that rat guy have? You know, how did things go so wrong? And he, but he's being introspective about it too. And I think the reason he's thinking about this is because they're kind of on the same page right now. Mm-hmm. They both want right. to put this the remains in the right place. It's kind of like they both want to um, be done with it. They've had their little travel and they're like okay you know what let's let this get this over with maybe or are they like hey what's i kind of there's just a lot of baggage around there's a lot of baggage used to be married you know that's amazing he's remembering that she would always make him wear socks in the house (laughs) okay all right all right how much meta how much (laughs) meta gaming are we gonna do here (laughs) save it i don't wear socks yeah these, these are these are side note things that have happened on their travels where they've argued about this stuff yeah yeah because she made a comment about his dirty feet as they were hanging off the edge of the carriage right and it triggered him because she's got very clean feet even for an orc yeah so the evening in this tavern this woman asks you would you like one room or two two rooms he lets her answer again. She goes, pulls the store out because she only has one finger on each hand. She pulls out this thing and hooks these two keys to you guys. There you are. Oh, it is so nice to have visitors. You will stay for the festival, yeah? We'll stay for the festival. Oh. What else are we going to do? Oh, praise Antwerp. Lady Antwerp will save you, Bob. Have a good evening. Look, Lorenzo. Do you notice something fishy about these people? They're missing all the digits. It's the first thing a thief always looks at. Their hands. They're missing at least three fingers each. And that lady was missing her ear. What do you think that is? There's an old man. Lorenzo's looking around. And, and she sees this old man stumble out the door who has the same robes and does the same head press to the people standing around who are going away. And this man has one leg. Look! One leg! He doesn't even have all his legs. You yeah. gotta be noticing this. Maybe when you were, you're maimed like this, it, it just makes it, you know, it, it's fun to... Go move somewhere to be among your own kind. I don't know. You know what? I think that's a beautiful idea. I really do. <laughs> but what if that's happening to them here? And pretty soon, you and eyes, my sticky fingers, are going to be gone. 
Well, no, don't worry, Merv. I'm not going to let anybody take your fingers off. I don't think that that's what these people are going to do to us. <laughs> they probably did it to themselves. Maybe there's some weird cultish religion that they practice. I'm not into g intervening with these sort of things anymore, Merv. You're probably white. You're, I'm sorry. I just let my imagination get the voice to me. Whatever they do with their festival on their own time is fine. You don't need to have worry about your fingers coming off. All right. All right. And he goes back there. As if you could catch those little sneaky fingers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and she nudges him, winks at him, and then walks into her room. And he does the same thing. He, as soon as he uh, closes the door, he opens it again, making like super stealthily, and looks back up and turns his head to see if she. she also looks it's shot the exact same way. Yeah, exact same way. <laughs> New background. Nothing. She's just back in her room again. Yeah. Okay. And the back same shot. It shows Loraza, but she's less roly-poly in her bed now. Now she's a bit more comfy. She's sleeping well. Mm -hmm. And the camera pans over through the wall again, back to the other bed, and Merv. Morv's just lying like this with his eyes wide open. He's got his head racing. The camera pans back out to the window, back up to the moon. And the moon changes to the day. And mm. then both of you are awakened by a song. Hmm. Hmm. Oh no. It's not working. Oh my god. It's a song. It's beautiful. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me try it just from. Just Can we tell where the sound is coming from? Coming from outside of your door. Oh, the door. So not the window. That's super loud. Wow. Whoa! Lorazza shoots out of bed. <laughs> what the? <laughs> and she gives a couple of morning coughs. <laughs> Fly kind of starts flying around. <laughs> little moth. <laughs> yeah. And her hair. She's lying like in her hair. Her hair is almost like a big pillow for her. <laughs> and in the silhouette of the morning light and this music, you can just see the silhouette of her hair in slow motion. And she starts putting her hands <laughs> yes. through her hair. Is it kind of like always good this is the hair? Music she hears. Always good hair. Never yeah. needs to be maintained. Amazing. Does she have to do that thing that like Conan somehow sometimes has to do? Sometimes he has to like do like if someone messes up his hair, he'll go. Does she do a move to get it back to perfect, like out of her bed head? You're asking that question? Yeah, I just want to know. <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, uh, she does wow. exactly that. No wonder that. you guys got divorced. Um, <laughs> right? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, she does her move. Hair goes back. But then she tucks it and puts her helmet on. And completes the picture of a oh rough God, orc for hire. The sound penetrates Merv. Is, are you still asleep when you hear this singing? Yeah, he finally got a little bit of a shut-eye, and he came up. Uh, he's just, he's hes tossed himself out of bed, and he's completely naked. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, he, 
he he runs right to the door and opens it a creak and looks out. And as he looks out, he sees processions of people, women and children and old folks and young folks. And they all have these same beautiful robes on, all these white, crisp robes with all these beautiful blue lines that are around the bottom of them. And we can see from the shot of seeing them, they're in the foreground close to us on the lower part of the frame and beyond them is the inn in two different windows from two different rooms. Laraza and Merv just watching from their windows. And then in the foreground, what starts to pass by are these sacks. And the camera follows them. The camera follows these sacks and the people as they crowd around this beautiful well, this decorated well bird's eye view of the well and the people begin to take the sacks and place them into the well and take the sacks and place them into the well and flies begin to buzz around the sacks and they take the sacks and place them into the well and the women and the children continue singing this beautiful song and children dance around the maypole and some children don't have arms And some children don't have legs. And some people don't have toes. And some people don't have noses. And some people don't have legs. And they're all helping each other. Laraza is watching all of this and is suddenly in the sober light of the morning struck with the feeling of an ominous worry. And she closes her mouth. It's almost like dust comes and out dust of her nose. And dust comes out of her nose. And she turns around. She goes at her door and then knocks on Merv's door. And there's all this seven still people pressing by and you hear this beautiful song even louder now because you're outside and as as you knock he just he opens the door he's naked pure naked Merv Merv come on Leza you like what you see ooh he starts doing a little dance and she turns and walks down the hall Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. keeps walking. And he, he's following her, like he's pulling one pant leg up, and he's stumbling around. He's just I don't like his... the look of, you're, you were right, okay? There's a lot of people who, there's a lot of people who are cut up here, and they're, they're all seemingly just steadfast going through with some ceremony, and I don't want to see this sort of bloodshed, and so I want to make sure that we're doing whatever Lady Morwen wants to have happen here, but... Do we know where this box is? And or? then she stops. Yeah. And she looks over at Merv. They've got children out there. Are they cutting children up for their religious beliefs? Oh my god. You think that's what's in the bags? A bunch of fingers and stuff? Children? Maybe my mind's just getting away from me, Merv. I no, don't know. No, maybe my mind's getting away from me too. Now you see it. There's something fishy around this place. The procession continues by you, and at one point, the man... And we're walking out kind of towards it, too. You're joining the procession. We're sort of joining it, and and, uh, Laraz is sort of just, like, 
straightening her gaze and looking at Merv. I don't like the idea of anyone cutting up any children. I'm telling you that now, Merv. And hundreds of people are dressed in these white, crisp robes with these blue stripes on the bottom. And they're all singing this beautiful song. And there's children dancing around the maypoles. Marissa's is looking at them. Pedals blowing in the wind. camera's going by. And some the children, as two of them skip by singing the song. They have all their digits. And then as they turn one by one, as it's if one of their fingers are missing. And then the next kid, two of their fingers are missing. And then the next kid, one of his legs are missing. And at that point, there's someone who in the procession reaches out to you. And it's the same man who saw you in the evening that welcomed you in. Oh, you have made this is so good. This is fantastic. Here, and he hands you a laurel. Please, this is for Lady Antwerp. Oh, we will be saved with the Lady Antwerp. She will save us all. She will save us from them. And he turns. And with his one finger and his thumb, he points to the six shades in the sky. Far, mm. far away from where you are now. Please. Have you brought the offering? It is now the time to place it into the festival. Now is the time to celebrate the festival. Yeah, I got yeah, the offering. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got it. But, uh, one sec. I want to see something first. Before he hands him the box, does he have the keys to the box? He does not have the keys to the box. Okay, so Moiv is going to do a sleight of hand. He's gonna pick it with a with the lockpick set he has. Okay. He wants. To, I just want to see what's in the box. Nothing nefarious. He kind of gives you like a wink, like, "Come on, it's, it's weird." And and Loraza looking around, darting her eyes around, she looks back at Merv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, before yes. we do this, yes, this is what you've now engaged in. Okay. You have to roll me. A sleight of hand to pick the lock. Okay. Following that, you have to roll me a D100, a percentile, to find out what your percentage is if you get past this lock that you now know is magically sealed. Mm. So your D100 will apply to your arcana skill. Okay. That will determine that if you can bypass... The magical seal. Wow. It keeps this box closed. Okay, so f- step one, a normal roll. That's right. And then all of the stuff is of happening, happening sort of in slow motion as the procession is kind of going by them. This music, yeah. And as it's going by, more sacks and more carts with more sacks and more sacks and more flies that buzz around the sacks. What's in the sacks? My sleight of hand... It's 22. Now, you roll me a D100. What is the percentage of this? Will, that that 22. You take the big number. <gasps> 81. 
You are now so adept that you have bypassed the lock of this steel box given to you in secrecy by Lady Morlin. And this blue spark goes... And the box goes... It's almost like it settles in your hand again. <laughs> and as reason. soon as he... He's like he's actually playing with that lock. And uh, he, he's kind of showing Loraza how good he is with his fingers. And then as soon as he clicks, <laughs> it goes... And he gives her a wink. As a spark kind of ignites. And sorry, carry on. Loraza's not even paint. She's still... She's paranoid. And the box goes... And it opens just slightly. I got it. I got it. Let's take a look. Merv pries it open. And I'm guessing as it's to his, his side, he just, just kind of reveals it as the light comes through in the room. And, and as the music dies down, and as you open this box, everybody turns to the well. But you guys are looking straight in the box. And there's a finger in the box. It's old and crooked and bony and knuckly and knobby. Gnarled and gnarled. Oh. And then at that moment, the man who's standing in front of you closes the box. Oh! Very tasty. This must be for the festival. Hold and on. Continues it down. I thought that this was for. This is the remains of a loved one. Yes. This is what we wanted to be with Lady Antwerp. She will help us all. She what will... happened to his other remains? This, I do not know. But what you have done is a very good thing for Lady Marwell. Oh, we did a good thing, yeah. I guess. Okay, so it's a finger. I thought there'd be more of him, you know? I mean, I know I the box too. wasn't that big, I, I, but... I did, too. Maybe a, a knee or, like, a... A knee? A wrist? A wrist? Hey, what's a, a wrist? You thought that it would just be a wrist? Loretta, well, roll me a history check. Okay, we got a nat 13 so far. 13. You remember this finger. Oh my god. Knobby. Finger. You're remembering this while the man with the steel box walks towards this well, joining the sax and the other people who are chanting slowly now. And he takes the box. And as the last sack from the last card is thrown in, he takes the box and he drops it down the well. People step back and start to cheer. Oh, Lady Antwerp! Oh, Lady Antwerp! Merv. And she I, will save us! And I grab Merv. Merv, that was Lady Morwen's finger. God. Oh, they talking about the figures in the sky? What... Why would she do that? Is it a sacrifice? How could... But she, I thought we were taking... 
Her husband's remains. How do you know that finger? I know that finger. I spent a whole night with that finger, Murph. <laughs> what? I don't know what this means. Maybe we should just leave. I don't want to meet Lady Antwerp. Merv, I think we should just leave. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody. Don't make it. Hey. No. No, I just wanted to thank Merv, them. No, I'm you trying don't. to be a nicer person. Merv, that's not how you Guys, do it. Everyone no. stops. And everyone turns their head. It's like one shot. Um, everyone in the crowd turns their head. They're all smiling, and all of them are missing something. Oh. An ear, huh. <laughs> a lip, a nose, a chin. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to stop the whole thing. I was just wanted to say thank you very much for your time. This is here. what Loraza does. She goes, we've got to go. Yeah, we got to go. But as a token of our appreciation, and she, she uh, with her hand, Goes like this. Huh? Takes a dagger out. Holds the blade to her finger. Swipes the blade. Misses her finger. Puts her finger down and makes a minor illusion of a finger being dropped on the ground. Ooh. The crowd is so okay. bereft. <laughs> Yes. For the for and the cars, mumbling, yes. Murph, yes. We've got to back up now. And the one of the okay. children uh, goes down, and one of the children who has. Well, don't don't. It's still that's sacred. Five. That's very sacred. Chubby fingers. Don't touch it yet. Don't touch it yet. It's Keep bad luck. No, no, it's going to be. And goes to touch the finger. Murph, get ready to run, and touches through it. And goes. There's no finger. Yeah, it's a finger. It's, look, we'll be on our way to blue. <laughs> Merv, I think we have to run now. And they look at each other, lock eyes, and then just dart. Yeah, we dart. Off. Start we dart towards a an opening. The door that we came in, I guess. If we or... take a quick, I guess, perception around us about what, what we're seeing strategically, escape route-wise. I mean... Oh, right. You're in it. You are surrounded by people. You have to push through crowds of children and old people and people with one leg and people with one arm. There's carts around you that have brought these sacks and these things that are in these sacks. <laughs> but Merv's, we don't even Merv's, know what these what the Merv's threat of these people are yet. Okay, so here's what Merv's gonna do. He's still he's gonna try and run through that crowd, but he finds one of these sacks, and as he's doing it, he doesn't jump off of it. And he just slits the bottom of it with his dagger, puts it back in his uh, in, in, in his hold. So this is a big move to reveal what's in a sack. Yeah, it cuts up a sack, and then he keeps trying to jump forward. Okay, you gotta roll me an acrobatics check, okay. and a, uh, give me a sleight of hand. Also, you're doing two things at once. You're gonna jump forward, and he has crazy acrobatics. Crazy. I do not doubt that, my friend. Twenty-four. Great. You're flipping by, and you slice this thing. Yeah, I just want to kind of jump off of it and run my dagger through the the bag. He wants to see what's in the bag. What's, what's in the bag? It. What's in the bag? What's in the sack? What's in the, what's the bag? bag? 
What's in the bag? He sliced a few pouches Starts before. Starts to tumble out. Her hands, her arms, and legs, and ears, and the flies start to descend. These body parts flop out of the bag, and people go, no, no, no. They start to put the parts into the well. No, for Lady Antwerp. She's for Lady Antwerp. Murph. You hear from the well. You just hear this. As if this pop of air was just pressure pumped up the well. And all these body parts start to rain down. And people are going, No! No, Lady Antwerp! This is Lady Antwerp! They're trying to put stuff back into the well. Merv and I kind of get together and we're, we're, we're just trying to make what to make of this. Yeah, uh, we're amidst the chaos. There's bustle. And- the rash has got tears in her eyes because she thinks that Lady Morrowin is in danger in some way, or at least under some sort of mind control, or or uh, at least just a believer in something that is so morbid and yeah. seemingly dark. And I mean, cutting up people—that's not right. Yeah, this is Murph's this is terrible. Too, but yeah, this is terrible. What would it you- is. The scene is terrible. These white robes are now have this gore and this red on them that has never been there before. The colors of all this beautiful thatched housing are scattered with body parts and purplish bruise-colored limbs. And people are trying to get all these things up and put them into the well and push them back into the well. Merv, what do you think we should do? There's... I, I wish I could stop this, but there's a whole town that is bought in on this. And who's Lady Antwerp? What's in the well? I, I can't imagine going in. It's it's like a it's, it's a volcano of body pots right now. I don't know what's in the well. I know. What are we gonna do? Jump uh, down there to find out? I know a few fleets of of, 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 of good good seafaring mercenaries, and, and, and they they would do well here. They we could. We, we could be back within four days and and, and and come and cleanse this whole place of, of, of darkness. Yeah, so yeah, but we should get out of here first. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Loriza's looking around at everybody. Something, something it's, it, it could go wrong. I could s- swing my staff around and end up hitting a kid. Let's go. Start making Let's go. their way away from the well, at the nearest like the nearest exit. They could yeah, find. we're trying to leave. Yeah, we're trying to leave. They make their way. You guys make your way south. Out of the town. From the opposite way that you guys have come in. And they're walking, and they're just. Lorazis just got tears in her eyes. Isn't she's not they're not dropping, but they're just wet. 
I try, try, try off. I try, I've been trying. I've been trying to do the good. That was a good thing, still. I had to leave. I had to leave it again. I always have to leave. I'm a little confused, though. Now I'm not feeling like what we did was so good. I mean, she gave us some money, and she said we wanted to help us, but she was lying to us. It was Hoy... Hoy Finger. I'm trying to remember... I want to... Can I make a sort of memory check where... Did I see that she had all five of... All ten of her fingers in the, on the night that I was holding her hands? I'm trying to think of something that you didn't even pay attention to. You were just holding her hands. I don't remember if she had all ten fingers. I know that was her finger, though. I know it, Merv. That was Lady Morwen's finger. How do you know? I do know, right? Isn't that what I... Isn't that what I kind of just got? He knows. You tell me. He knows. I know. Well, you, I, you... I rolled that history check. Yeah, how do you know? How do you know it's her finger? Because it was... Knobby. There's no knobs that I saw. She had big knobs on her fingers? I wasn't looking. She did, huh? She did. Signature knobs. Signature knobs on her fingers, yes. Merv, don't. It's not funny. (laughs) Look, we could all use a little laugh right now. What? No, we don't need a little laugh right now. Look, you have to change your attitude. How long ago did we just leave this town? You guys just ran out of the what you're out two out minutes town? ago. Yeah. It's still happening right now. I yeah. don't know. I, I'm having a crisis of conscience. This is why you guys are going we to don't speed walking work, down. Merv, okay, yeah. because you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about them maiming and cutting off the fingers of children back there. And you are thinking we could use a good laugh right now. Oh, I'm trying to lighten cute. the mood right now. Wait, I don't want the mood to be lightened. Okay, Merv. well, what are we supposed to do with the volcano full of fingers? Okay. Okay. We did the one good thing. You want to go back then and take a look around? And what if they all turn on us? We'll, we'll just be... Out, out you head back to Lady Morwen, and maybe you can identify if. Uh... I want to go hire some good, some good, a good party of people. Well, the best way to do that is to get paid. Then you can hire them. Yeah, we should just be able to do good without being paid. I know there's a lot of shoulds and coulds, but this is the way things are. I can't bear to think of them cutting off their finger of that little girl I saw that looked like me. She had red hair. And she had red hair just like me. Do you know what, Loraza? And this shadowy blackness falls over Loraza's eyes. And Merv's voice goes blurry and, and distant. And she turns back to the town. The town... The way it was when you entered it, as you guys are walking and it's behind you and you turn back, you don't hear any screaming, you see the faint, just chimney smoke that you did as you approached it, 
and you walk away from Raza as you as your eyes cloud over with shadow and tears and Merv as you try and try and help your once partner you guys walk away and in the sky behind you the shadowy figures that sit off the coast of Daggerfell now turn to five. This is blowing Laraz's mind. This this is actually something you don't see. In this immediate moment, as you guys are leaving the town, you are sharing this moment, Mm -hmm. kidding it out. That's like the end of an episode where you guys are walking away and you're sharing something right now, Uh something uh you don't see. Only the audience sees Uh this. You'll oh. perhaps you'll see it later, but okay. in that moment, into each yeah. other. as you in leave, the fore- back- background. We're in the foreground tonight. Camera mm-hmm. kind of drones over mm-hmm. off the Sword Coast, close to Daggerford, where the shades, the once seven, then six, now turn to five. And the camera pans up into the moon, or the sun, sorry. And yellow, beautiful petals fall in a blue line, the sea of swords, and the credits start to roll. Dungeon Matcher, Chris Siddiqui, <laughs> Larasa, Sorcerer, Jay McCarroll, Merv, Rogue, Tom Hodgins, presented by Dwarven Moss. Special thanks to our patrons. Special thanks to our patrons. And then we put the patrons up. And then we put the, and then we put the patron list up. And then up. we put the patrons up. Uh, let me just fix that. Here we go. Hey, take a look at our patrons here, everyone. Look at that. Wow. That, um, nice. that was a f- very fun session. Yeah, I love thanks, moving Chris. this larger story with so much mystery along like we're building some mm-hmm. i'm getting like now like by the end of these sessions i'm like wait oh and what was ha- that event what was that event that we just caused that made that possibly even though we don't know it yet yeah possibly right. made one of them disappear hey well we as meta uh knowledge know that mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, what did I say? As always. The trickster DM. Um, well, here's our patrons. Look at that. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody. Let us know what you thought of this. Um, I don't know. Do you? Are we doing uh, a fun episode next week? We are. We saw something very ex- If you guys made it this yes. long, we want to tell you something very exciting. Don't get too excited. But uh, today we saw a sneak peek of the new D and D movie. Oh my god! Honor oh my of god. thieves. We saw, it. we saw it. So don't say anything. Nothing. All we're gonna say no is that we have no a um, review coming up. Yes, <laughs> we, we don't want to. We have a review. Do we say anything about it? Do we say if it was good or not? No, I. Not if anyone made nothing. it to here, they deserve. We do a review and, and interview and a one shot with Chris Pine. <laughs> okay, fine. Just tell them all. <laughs> we got no, Piney. Yeah, uh, we got that the pines. Of pine course, doing a it. Fallacy. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for sticking around. Big I don't thanks think to the patrons. That was yeah. a beautiful little card you made, Chris. Look at that. Your DMs oh, yeah, making lovely visuals. 
What a guy. That looks pretty good, eh? Well, Love thanks, it. everybody. I had a lot of fun. It's nice to do this. A lot of people have been going, give us Act 3. It's coming. Oh, God, is it coming? It's going to be good. And we wanted to do that thing where like, we sit around with you guys and talk about it after. So yeah. Do a little talking mouse in between. Yeah. Yeah, and like we want to connect with you guys more, so we're going to do that. So we're just lining all that up to make sure it works right. But we love you guys. Thank you, and yeah. talk to you soon. Twelve.